Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. My name is James, aka the Architect, and with me, as always, is the Call of Duty equivalent of a horse girl, Skull Hunter Games, aka Jordan. Did you? Was that an insult? Just answer me this. Was that an insult? Uh, it depends. You could take it either way. Horse girls don't take being called horse girls as insults, so I mean. Ned, thank you. Oh my God! Like always, guys, we have Joseph and joining us. We have. Hey guys, we're, we're back. Episode, yep, twenty four. Twenty to the four. Ski whoa. Ski ski. That's what I love. All right. The following podcast takes place from seven p.m. East to eight eight thirty ish. In our local Beep. town of. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to freaking look up and see if I can find faking what if you were a faking character, My Little Pony, but your name would be Jordan. Oh. Excuse- Hey, uh, we don't talk about that on the show. That is forbidden. My little me. My my little pony, furries, and predators aren't allowed on the show. <laughs> oh, all right. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just like okay. The funny thing. The funny thing is, no one will ever know which one he was. <laughs> But yet somehow they I all. I mean, it's just one, but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say they usually all interconnect at one point. So he's actually the he's actually that pony in the background, always to the left, <laughs> peeking around the house, being like, wearing a hood, frequently shops at Subway, <laughs> always wearing a cloak. Never understood why. Thought he was magical. <laughs> uh, you know what's not? You know what? Before you know, I, I screw segues. All right, I want to know how you guys this week has been. I need the introduced that way i like our little conversations we have in the beginning yeah uh so go ahead go tell me how your guys's week was and i'll finish it up before we get started charles you go ahead first oh my when I, since i've been having a freaking all right week and everything um i was out of work for a couple of days because freaking certain family members freaking were either exposed or tested positive for the freaking rona and everything and i've just been freaking you know just Doing what I normally do, freaking just what when I was able to go back to work, I was able to, you know, I did that and I was just passing the time. And when I wasn't dealing with freaking internet problems because my freaking internet was being retarded, when I was trying to, you know, play Call of Duty with Joy and everything, also still very glad that I got my freaking three AEW DVDs in the mail finally after freaking forever because AEW is just as bad as Bungie, but Bungie's worse when it comes to the shipping because God damn it, Bungie! You have to wait for a freaking little pin thing that you order back in like September and you don't get it till like freaking March. What is that freaking tells you something? Uh, I have a, but yeah. I have a funny merge story after everyone does their thing. Go ahead, uh, Joseph. Tell us all about your week. Sure. So, so it's kind of same uh, same concerns. I'm getting text messages. The 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 Rona is like getting closer and closer now. Like family members have caught it. Uh, some of my close friends have caught it. So uh, uh, it's reminding me of like some of the early day paranoia that I had like last March when it was all new. And I'm not. And it's yeah. like it's starting, it's starting to come back to that point. Luckily, I don't have to leave the house ever. Uh, except to get my, my 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 subway, and I I just go get groceries just because I want to get out of the house, and uh, and and I'm like, well, maybe I, maybe I should just order order it online now. A true you get gamer. Subways to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Say, yeah, I've become I just, a sorry. I was just say I've become a big uh, big fan of DoorDash mm-hmm. as of late. 
um, if you get the dash pass, you don't have to pay the service fees and stuff like that. You just got to pay tip. It's so, I mean, it's, it's worth it, I think. But go ahead, Jordan. Uh, go ahead. Tell us about your week. Oh my God. It's going to be so fascinating. Guys, I played video games all week. And when I wasn't playing video games, I was doing physical labor. <laughs> you weren't doing physical labor. Don't lie. I was. So I actually uh, messed up my hand. Uh, yesterday, um, me and my dad were working on his car trying to get the shocks replaced, and oh mm. my god, it was a pain. Uh, really messed up my hand a little bit, but uh, obviously would, I'm good. Um, did uh, would you say? Would you say your fingers hurt? Yes, I would say my fingers hurt. Well, lot. now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. Nobody gets that reference, please, Joseph. Come on, you gotta get that reference. No, it's a Happy the, Gilmore reference. <laughs> to oh, everybody yeah. in audio Nobody land, we just shook our heads. No, <laughs> and I hope someone, I hope someone out there got that and at least chuckled a little bit. I, I tell that to my wife all the time because she's been. Uh, I, I can tell you guys about my week if since I'm already talking and yeah. taking up all the airtime. Sure. Um, Selfish. So, me and my wife, we've recently. So we're on a big uh, since we since we got the house and moved in, we've been on a big like save the planet kick. We've got a compost garden. We've been using um, like reusable Ziploc baggies. Um, I have bamboo Tupperware, um, a lot of stuff like that. And um, one of the things we do is we're growing our own garden with like veggies and stuff in it. And we've been planting a lot. Well, that scene from that movie where the little grandma's like, like she's they're like making like uh, quilts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then she tells the guy, "My fingers hurt," and then the Bat, the bad guy's like, your fingers hurt? Well, now your back's gonna hurt. You just pulled landscaping duty. And then the old lady's just... <laughs> and so I tell my wife that all the time. She's like, my fingers hurt from, like, because she's planting and stuff like that, and I tell her that. And she, It usually involves physical abuse, but it's okay. Um, Yeah, my week's been doing pretty good. Uh, had a really good week at work, actually. Good. Uh, so, like, it was nothing, like, crazy, but it was also just, like, nothing crazy so like that was it was a win-win in that case um i've really come to enjoy the time we play playing video games that's been a huge stress relief like it's the one thing i look forward to that's like i can like release that's nice and uh other than that same now i expect to see like one of those old volkswagen minivans suvs or whatever that have like you see like freaking movies that are set in the 70s in james's driveway oh there definitely is and there's, well, also, there's, definitely not, there's also a bumper I've, sticker on it that says save the trees with an extra E for some reason. That's uh, not true. Yeah, fun pr- fact, prove it. Fun fact. Fun fact for all you people in audio land who is like, architect, how can I save the planet? Well, the big push right now is for electric cars. Mm-hmm. Well, if you didn't know, the lithium mines being created by electric cars for the batteries is actually very harmful to the planet. Mm-hmm. If you the best of the most efficient way you can do when it comes to buying a car is to buy a used car. That is the most efficient way to do it. Uh-huh. I'm just waiting to hear that they're gonna start working on freaking cars that can float up in the air, like you've seen like Batman Beyond or something. Coming soon <laughs> to a store near you. Well, it's technically, any car, any car could fly once. So. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on a car, Bob, it can fly more than once. Now, another way, another way you can help save the planet, and I did this whenever it was going on in like 2018. Plant trees. 
or there's uh, other foundations yeah. out there. You could plant trees, a yeah. dollar a tree, some places. So yeah. get back to technically, here. technically suicide. <laughs> it's also good for the environment. Yeah, you know, there's some pretty radical environmentalists that think, you know, what well, we really need to wipe about a, a couple of 500, 600, 700,000 people from the planet. This cold water podcast, podcast is not. This cold water podcast is not advocate the suicide of anyone. This is not to be taken as actual advice. All, this is purely for all, all materials. All material spoken is in entertainment and satirical purposes. Also, I feel like I should say. Thanks, Anchor, for sponsoring this. <laughs> if you go, I mean, I thought the mass casualties happened with COVID, but now nah, let's reset. <laughs> let's get back to it. <laughs> what's What's awful is like five years ago, everyone was like, "Man, we need another p- pandemic. We we need another plague." I, I, had, a, I had a friend. Uh, I, I we we don't talk uh, anymore, and after I tell you the story, you might understand why. But he was like, "You know, you know, Joseph, picture for a second. That like all but three hundred people you know were wiped out. Okay. Would you would you would you do would you take that offer? I'd be like, well, what's the catch? Said, what's the, no, that's it. It's just like it's just you and three hundred people. So you want me? To, so we would just wipe out like most of the rest of the planet. It's like, yeah. No, I wouldn't do that at all. I'm, 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 I'm I don't even know three hundred people that I'm that close with. Um, and he was like, he's like, he was, he, there was actually a lot of people of that mind. You go through like those nihilistic phases mm-hmm. where you think, yeah, the world really needs to. Man, Thanos. Thanos is really on to something there. Yeah. But the problem with like stuff like that is, is, and this is why I tell like uh, my my mom's a big person on like you know we should just get rid of this or we should just stop doing this. And I'm like, mom, you realize if we got rid of all the criminals, something's gonna come up that's gonna be the new criminal. You sit there and you get rid of cancer. Now we got tumors. You know, there's always gonna be something there to point at. It's well, never going to be gone. What? It's just what it is. We just deal you know, with it. The last, the last man who tried to get rid of a group of people, everyone didn't like him very much. So yeah, that is true. Quite many of the people, though. But man, I love showers. I wouldn't be surprised if those people thought we were going to have a real life version of the purge going on when faking a prior president was faking in the office. But... Dude, it, it practically did. The purge happened. You just didn't get the invite. <laughs> I didn't get the invite either. I live well, in the of nowhere. On that note, really? On that note, you want to segue this? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I can't say I can't segue it, but I don't want to talk hey, about that anymore. You know what? You so. know what? Let me let me help you segue, <laughs> man. I've been wanting to, uh, man. I've been wanting to buy a PlayStation, but there's just been so many issues with Sony. We can go to that story. That's fine. So last week, if you remember, we talked about the CMOS problem in PS4s that could cause potential issues. Well. For those of you that don't know, as soon as I find my link. Okay, so I forget what CMOS stands for because this link doesn't tell me. But it's a battery that ba- it's a part of a battery that basically goes into this the console. And the PlayStation 4s we talked about last week had is gonna have that issue. It causes like uh like the same kind of issue that the running ring of death gave you. So it causes that in PS4 as well. Uh volunteer has dismantled their ps5 to show that it has the exact same uh cmos battery in it so they what a, are what a, what a brave brave soul right one of the yeah. 12 people that got a ps5 and he decided to reverse engineer it um so with that being said we're now looking at ps4s that are having this catastrophic failure because of this 
And obviously, they probably built these PSIs before that issue was discovered. Mm -hmm. So now that we know that this issue is happening and there's a chip shortage already going on and PS5s are already hard to find, do you think that the Sony's going to recall these PlayStations and try to fix the issue? Or do you think they're just going to be like, eh, if it dies, it dies? I don't I don't think so. I don't think they're going to uh, call it out i mean the the playstation 4s i thought it was playstation 3s you talked about though it was probably both but it was definitely fours okay. last week yeah okay so i mean i don't see them recalling that because the ps4s lasted so long through it i don't see them recall it or put it on recall and if so who's gonna give up the playstation be like and now in six months you get your playstation back i i don't think they're gonna recall if they do they will blow my mind i will I will leave the podcast. <laughs> like, ah. I guess if I had a PS5, I would take the option of, look, send me the battery and the instructions. I will simply do it myself. I'll get it done. Yeah. I just like to know if they know these batteries have a previous history with the fours, and why would they put them in the five? Because I thought they like advertised that this thing was supposed to have like something completely different powering the damn thing. So they didn't know it was causing issues to the four until just recently and they had already started selling the fives by the time that this issue was discovered in the fours so oh, okay. the ps4 life cycle had to get to this point for them to realize there was yes. a problem mm-hmm. meaning that the ps5 likely would have also taken quite a while for mm-hmm. the problem to also uh, reveal itself unless because we're talking about heightened processing power it would run through that cycle quicker like a three-year cycle versus a six-year cycle. Oh, potentially. Or because it has all this new... Like, it's basically... At this point, the new consoles are basically, like, just um, slightly powered-down PCs. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be even a quicker cycle than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because PCs become obsolete, basically, in two years. I mean, granted, you can still use it, but, I mean, if you really want to upgrade it, it's about two years before you need to upgrade if you want to go with the newest and best and kind of like trying to get your hands on some of the faking high-end stuff people want for stuff like gaming pcs because that shit ain't cheap no and it's just getting worse like some things are starting to go down because they're starting to like there's now these big companies who are buying them like uh, i know youtuber linus tech has been doing it they've been going out and buying them and then selling them for the normal price that they bought them at the actual store bought value and then just reselling them to actual people who are now yes they're i can see what they're doing they're trying to get people signed up on their website and stuff like that but they're selling it to them at the actual price and the only thing is is you know you're paying a little extra for shipping and stuff like that they're not really making a profit off it besides your membership that you're signing up for when you do it but, nah, dude, you're you're an idiot. What you gotta do is you gotta script a bot to buy off every yeah, site yeah, that's by GameStop. Take, all take that two years and of then, engineering, and then and then when you buy them all, just resell them for two thousand a pop. That's easy, easy I, dumb. I know, dude. I, I'm losing. I'm losing my mind. I can't make money. I, I really can't. I mean, everything I'm doing oh. is not working. Just just rip people off. Buy it. Buy the buy the uh, thirty nineties for nine hundred bucks. Sell them for two thousand. Make some dough out of it. Just keep well, being I where I live because they're the reasons why I can never find any freaking AEW stuff or Yu-Gi-Oh stuff in my Walmart. Yeah, also. And then Walmart I have to go all the way out to my freaking Target. That's freaking expensive hell. And the other side of the bridge where I live, freaking whenever I get to, freaking me have to find anything. 
I love Tarjay. But say real, real quick, you all know, three of you are in the states. Has anybody ever like fired at a target? No. We're talking uh, about airsoft gun or freaking fireworks. Uh, or we're talking just, about any, anything. Anything. No, man, I'll tell you after the podcast my funny joke because I don't want to <laughs> say something bad. But I, yeah, no, I haven't had that issue in my area. No, I haven't had that issue too. But so I, I'm curious. Like I've heard this so many times. Like I pretty much, if I can't help it, I'll only shop, shop at Target because I hate I just, Walmart. I shoot at Target. <laughs> I only shoot at Target, baby. <laughs> I am that one percent. Um, but I only shop at Target if I can really help it. But it's not that more expensive. So why is it that people say like Target's more expensive than Walmart? They're just selling you better um, stuff. So it's because one, they have. It's because they have more options and stuff, and they have higher brand stuff. Yeah. So they still have the normal stuff that costs normal, mm-hmm. but they also have options of higher brand stuff. And also, that's where all the rich white Karen shop is at Target. So that it just gives off that uh, the vibe. Okay, I can I can kind of so, see that because I'm like, I mean, you if you want the cheap stuff, they have it there. But the difference is yeah. they actually can can get the high name uh, valued yeah. stuff there. I'm just like. I, every time I go to Target, I'm constantly told by some members of my family or my friends going like, wow, rich boy over here. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm buying a $2 can of yeah. energy drink. Like, I'm no, not. It's, no, it's, it's literally all it is. It's just clean Walmart is what it is. Yes. And that's why I love it so much. It's clean. They have high standard, the kind of high standards. <laughs> they, they, have, they have standards, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead, Charles. The reason why I say Target is more expensive is because, like, I can find the stuff that, uh, when I'm lucky, I can find it at Walmart, but it's, like, with Target, it's, like, they're just slightly more over, you know, higher priced on the stuff. Like, um, I can find, I found NASCAR diecast that's about roughly the same thing freaking I found them at my Walmart for, but it's, like, they literally take what Walmart charges for tax, and they just tack it on there for price, and then I end up paying bigger and even more for with taxes involved and everything. Now, what I what well, I actually found out with that is a lot of that has to do with um, the the person who are stocking the shelves and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of the actual name, um, but the vendor. It's actually on them. That's the whole reason that happens because they uh, they mispriced something over at my Target, and uh, I sat there called them out for it and like mispriced, and they said it was their vendor, and they have the same one Walmart's have, but the vendor decides on the price, so. Target actually has nothing to do with that. It's it's a vendor. They're like, this is the price. This is what you're selling it for. But everyone knows that as Target being higher value, they're going to raise it up a few cents. And, yeah, and there was a rumor day. as well. Sorry, there was this rumor I remember seeing a while ago where like, if Walmart and Target were to both order, say, a printer, if it was the same brand, the brand would put in some inferior pieces into the one that goes to Walmart, allowing them to lower the price. Mm-hmm. Like if it had a metal component in the Target version, the Walmart version would have a plastic one. Now I, I was looking this up just to see if I can um, find any data on this, and I can't, so it might be a load of crap. But somebody said, well, actually, another reason why is just because Walmart can afford in higher bulk because there's more of them. Yeah, and and another thing is to combat um, vendor issues mm-hmm. that's why a lot of these stores start doing price match mm-hmm. so like let's say i go to target and they have a price match option let's say i was like well walmart has this printer for two dollars and you're selling it for four i want it for two and they're like okay sir you could have it for two you know what else though is uh gonna be pretty expensive pretty soon what video water. games well maybe water uh 
I was gonna say anyway. gas. Okay, well, you guys are all idiots. Uh, video games is gonna be more expensive, or at least if uh, John Garvin, the writer, creative director and writer of Days Gone, has anything to say about it. Uh, John Garvin said, if you love a game and you want a sequel, you should buy it at effing full price. That was an exact quote. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I like um, the honesty. Yeah. And we discussed this a few weeks ago about uh, Take-Two Interactive Director said that game should be raised to 70 bucks, and this guy's obviously on Take-Two Director's side. Um, the reason why this is is just because companies love money, obviously, um, and they say they're putting a lot more effort to make games for the next-gen consoles, which, if it's true, it's true, whatever. Um, but also, we said this before, that if one AAA game r- starts selling at 70 bucks, they're all going to do it because they can get away with it. And with Days Gone director saying that, it's looking like a possibility that we're going to start seeing games at $70 instead of $60, which is the regular retail price, USD. Um, my issue with this is the games that are $70 are usually the AAA games from big companies. Mm-hmm. But I think we've also had this discussion probably almost every week now at this point mm-hmm. that AAA games and big studios aren't releasing triple a games for full price at a good rate like when they first come out they're full of bugs they are terrible day one they're terrible day 10 in some cases they're terrible day uh 212 um mm-hmm. here's looking at you cd project red and it's just it's ridiculous because like you have games like indie developers who put out generally good games and they're charging 15 20 30 dollars for their games mm-hmm and then you see these trip like anything from Naughty Dog is going to be seventy dollars soon. Anything from Take Two Interactive is going to be seventy dollars soon. Um, so we kind of discussed. So I don't want to ask your opinions about paying seventy dollars for the games. I think we've already been down that well. But I want to ask, why do you think that uh, John Garvin here, Mister Days Gone, creative director and writer, why do you think he was so aggressive and adamant about this? Do you think he's trying to set off the? Uh, the, the mission bells to the other AAA developers, or is this just uh, him trying to get in the news some clout for the game days gone for when it comes out? Because you know what they say: any publicity is good publicity. No, I I mean I get. I think he. I think honestly, he just wants the publicity. I think that's when it's all said and done. That's what's going on. Um, obviously, I'm okay if they raise them up to, like, $70 a game. You know, 10 extra bucks is not going to make or break me. Um, but, I mean, I just don't understand, like, for one, he just said, whoever, or what was the exact quote he, he stated? He was like... He said, the exact quote was, if you love a game and want a sequel, you should buy it at effing full price. So, he, he states that. But every time a game is released within two months, they throw it on sale. Yeah. And um, so- that could not necessarily be the developer. So Steam has sales all the time. Yeah. And once they buy the rights to sell that game, they can sell it for whatever price they want. Um. So really, if Steam wanted to lose money, they could buy, let's say, the 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 rights to sell. 
days gone. And they can sell on Steam Market for a dollar for all they care. They would lose a ton of money because I'm sure the when they buy the rights to sell a game, they have mm-hmm. to sell X amount of copies to make their money back. So that's where they come up with the price and all that. Yeah. But so, that's also factors in the sales from third-party sites like Steam or the Epic mm-hmm. Game Store. Yeah. Whatever. But so with that being – with that already being stated – why would he make this tweet though? You know, if you want to see a sequel to a game, buy it at full effing price. What, what, what was like? What did he do? Did he like get ripped so, off? Did he see a game he wanted to buy and was like mm-hmm. thirty bucks, and then they boost it back up to sixteen? It's like, no, I'm gonna tweet so, this before before I let the e-commerce guy drop some knowledge on us. I'm gonna throw out a guess. <laughs> my my guess. There's a the twitching right around here. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you were going on it. I know you're going to give the correct answer. I just want to give up guess. <laughs> correct answer. Gee, thanks. <laughs> so I just want to give out a guess so I can see if I'm right. Um, my guess on this would be that, um, but when he's saying that he wants you to buy it day one is probably what he's trying to get at. Because if you buy it day one, there's usually no sales going on. You buy it at full price. Um, money goes directly towards their pockets sooner, so they can get start get working on a sequel for the next game. Or they start getting numbers for how many people bought it day one, and they can determine whether or not that game is worth pursuing a sequel to or something like that. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's um, actually more or less what I was going to say as well is that this is part of an older system, um, and what they, what the what marketing and what the publisher wants to see is that day one excitement, and that day one excitement is supposed to, re- it's supposed to be a positive thing for the gamers. It's supposed to be like the best. Uh, part of the experience and it can it's consistently not because you guys talk about bugs and you're talking about how uh, long wait times um i so i know i've talked about diablo 3 in the past and how people were so excited people were taking weeks off worth of work and people were luckily lucky if they got past the first boss because there mm-hmm. was so much strain on the servers so early adoption at least if i am like an early adopter to the newest version of the iphone at least i can use the damn thing like people are we're expecting gamers to buy these products uh, at the most expensive that they can be and oftentimes they they don't they either they don't get to play it or they play an inferior version of it and what's the trade-off to be uh, you know to be the first person to put the meme out on the on the subreddit like in in theory it's the most exciting time and it's the i think the most positive experience to associate with the game in the long run but in practice it's it's very rare that that happens um but i will also take a a different point of view as well which is the bar for supporting developers is like scarily low because Mm -hmm. players will pirate games because they there's that there's that there's that argument that I just don't buy, which is well, I'm not really part of the target market, so I don't think I ever would have bought this game. Therefore, I'm just gonna pirate it, and and I'm like, well, okay, well, what if you like, you went to a theme park and you snuck in and went on all the rides? It's like I'm not really part of the target market, but I'm gonna get on the rides anyways, and I'm gonna you know like, it, to me to me that particular ar- argument it just doesn't hold. To, to me, it doesn't hold water. Yeah. Um, I get it if the game isn't available in a certain region and a player wants to access it. Like, okay, well, if you can't get it and you're, there's no way you can support it with your money, then okay, that's not your fault. It's their fault. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Australia. Um, but, uh, shoot. Go ahead, Charles. I forgot my point. I was just going to say, I was just writing down the list of games that is re- that are my reasons why I freaking... That- I think that dude's snorting something. One, people pay $70 up front for a brand new game. 
And I paid for two of these games, and the one of them was really not really so, really bad or anything outside of since it's finally gotten past the launch a couple days and everything. And But, um... Anthem uh, and Outriders kind of freaking almost every Call of Duty since Black Ops 2 because freaking those things all freaking sucked! Cyberpunk, Avengers, and two, WWE 2K20, which I still kind of regret buying, but it's whatever. All those freaking... Games that people bought at full price, and they all freaking were complete and utter shit when they came out. Still, in some cases, Anthem and WWE 2K20 still are shit. Yeah. Yep. I remember being pretty heartbroken when uh, Breath of the Wild did not run very well on the Wii U day one. Just visiting the stable made it chug like it was a slideshow. That's upsetting. Well, and and see, like this we talked about on like the on one of the past podcasts about you know the games being brought up and that you know 70 bucks i mean no matter what the game costs is 70 bucks to sit there and get people to buy and then you have games like cd project red you have anthem you have all these other games they didn't go over well and now you have people like oh well, oh, you should buy them first day all this price like resident evil i'm gonna buy but it's because like I'm so committed to the franchise, so it's like I'm going to buy. I'm going to support it day one. It's already on my Xbox. Like I'm ready for it, and it's not because I want to sit there and make content specifically. It's because I truly back the system. If I didn't, if I paid for Call of Duty, I would be paying Call of Duty every year for their new games. But once again, that's big AAA companies. What if we have one like CD Projekt Red, where they weren't a big uh, I don't think they were a triple-A company. Like, they... They, uh, they made the Witcher series, to give them their credit. Yeah, but, see, they didn't make the Witcher, and that's where the problem happened. Like, that was, that's my thing. Is they didn't make the Witcher, and then, you know... I'm, I'm talking about, like, the CD Projekt Red problems with um, Cyberpunk. Like, that didn't happen to the Witcher. It did, though. It did? What, what happened yeah, to the they- Witcher? They had they had issues with the second and third one on when it first released, and then they they fixed it like months after both of them were released. Oh, that's not good for the company. But they, but they fixed it so well that people literally forgot about it because Witcher Three yeah. is still known as one of the they a lot of people consider that one of the greatest single player experiences they played. Yeah, I, I totally like to think forgot that about it. Some games are gonna have freaking problems like with graphics and everything because they can't when they're like you know putting on the finishing touches and everything they're gonna miss some like little things mm-hmm. but you know when you have stuff like what happened with cyberpunk and you have cars literally freaking launching across the map i just i love being able to cure somebody that be able to walk which punch them <laughs> in the face like that's still my all time just like i'm god <laughs> punch one man he runs away that's still the best thing. Like Cyberpunk, though, even though it failed, it gave so many good and funny memes and moments. It's great. Can you imagine if somebody tried to recreate One Punch Man, they would just freaking just punch a dude and he exploded, and then suddenly he's like, "Fine." Hey. <laughs> yeah, that game. The game was called Prototype. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that game was an underrated game, by the way. The second one, eh? I've never first prototype, it. though. I've the first prototype. Play it. The first prototype was really good. Um, to the point I was going to make, uh, it was about yeah. pirating. Um, I obviously don't agree with pirating. Um, mm-hmm. I was a big, I was a big sea shanty guy in my past, if you will. Um, so, and then when I married my wife, she's like, "No, you got to support. If you're going to enjoy the entertainment, you got to support them." And I said, "Fine." 
So now I don't stream anything illegally. Like all the pay-per-views, like the UFC pay-per-views I don't watch, all that I have to pay for. Mm-hmm. I have to pay for all my streaming services and stuff like that. And it sucks, but it doesn't suck because I know the money's going towards something. Um, and I, and I, feel, I can feel less guilty about it. So you're saying um, your wife makes you a better man? Yeah. So sweet. So sweet. But, but you know what? The characteristic of a better man is that he, he knows when he's wrong. And so these people at Sony might be some better men because they recently came out this week and said that hey we heard the skull hunter podcast make fun of us because hmm. we're shutting down the playstation 3 and playstation vita stores well don't worry we will not be ridiculed any longer they've decided to reverse their decision on shutting down the ps3 and vita stores and what was the other one i said the it was just ps3 and vita yeah so they're not going to shut down those stores they're going to keep it up even longer and that way people who are still using those consoles for entertainment will still be able to use them for entertainment um this is good news for just mm-hmm. overall i know obviously a lot of their attention won't be on those stores because they have the four and five now to take care of mm-hmm. but for the small margin of people that needed these consoles it's i'm sure that they have a huge sigh of relief now I wish people were in this much of an uproar when they were going to be shutting down Resistance Final Man's multiplayer because that game was one of the best PlayStation 3 games I've ever played. And I wish they'd remastered the damn thing. Well, well we didn't talk about it on the show, so... Uh, when, it, when it said to the Sony and store and all that, I'm so glad that our small little podcast <laughs> gets noticed by no one, but somehow... They keep following through for us. <laughs> I just, I just want to say this is like the third or fourth yep. or fifth time Among Us that was we, the biggest one. I that was just like what that we we mentioned something <laughs> mm-hmm. and we ridiculed it and then it got fixed. Yep. So I don't know. Someone, someone's out there. We we got someone that. We got that one person who's out there, and you're amazing. Right. Um, sidebar like. You know, put the story to the side real quick. Boom, non-factor. Um, your guys' all-timer segment today that I want you to think about now, so we have time to answer it, will be the most stressful gaming moment. Most stressful gaming moment. All right, so back to the show. Oh, damn. <laughs> um... We have some weird news for you mobile gamers. Now, this show, we've talked about many mobile gaming stories. Um, started. It was actually part of our very first episode. We talked about how uh, mobile gaming is the most popular game in India, how uh, PUBG Mobile and Call of Duty Mobile became literally the most downloaded and most sold games ever in India. Um, so mobile gaming is obviously very important to a lot of people. Um, and we have two major games going to mobile devices. Uh, we've seen the Battle Royale genre already take place in mobile. Like I said, PUBG, Call of Duty Mobile, uh, Fortnite made a stint there for a while before them and Apple decided to get into it. But now we have two games. We have Apex Legends joining the mobile team, which would be interesting to see on mobile. But I think this next one is the one that a lot of people are going to have their eyes on. The Battlefield series. Yep. It's going to be coming to mobile. And now no one knows exactly... Sorry, sorry, what was that, Charles? I was just going to say, I expect people's phones or tablets to explode every time a building is 
destroyed somehow. They are saying that for both these games, older phones will not be able to run it. And mm-hmm. you're, you remember that Samsung uh, problem a few years ago where they're basically just oh yeah the C fours hand grenades. Yeah, they said that they will turn your phone into that if you have an older one. So sorry about that, guys. If you have an older phone, but yeah, so this is interesting. Um, when Call of Duty Mobile and PUBG Mobile came out, you saw a lot of people, like, you saw the little, like, cell phone accessory companies blow up because mm-hmm. they, had, they made, like, the controllers you can plug your phone into and all that. Um, those really blow up. So that was interesting. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to get both these games for my phone just to try them out, just to so I can give them a fair, accurate review because I feel like I just, I, I, any game I talk about, I feel like I owe that uh, service to. I can't do that with PlayStation games because I do not own a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But with Xbox games, I can play on my PC. With Switch games, I can play on my Switch. PC games, I can play on my PC. So I usually try doing that when it comes to that. So my Steam library is like a thousand games full, and I usually have nothing to play. So take that as you will. Um, mobile gaming. Where do you guys stand on it? How do you guys feel? Um, the half. I I can sit there and take it first. A uh, mobile gaming, great. Um, cause we have these powerful PCs that we carry around every single day. You know, I'm glad we finally have more than Candy Crush to play. You know, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. When Call of Duty Mobile got announced, actually, yeah, PUBG was broken. When Call of Duty Mobile was made, of course I was like, I'm going to play it. But it, the experience of just being able to use your phone, and I did get the controller where you can attach it. I've sat there, hooked the screen up to the PC and used it. I've sat there and got those little like grips you can put on the screen to be your uh, kind of like little sticks and stuff like that. And you know, it's great. You have options. You have different ways you could do that. Obviously, you can plug in some headphones and make sure the noise isn't out there. And it's something you could do whenever your significant other is on the couch watching a documentary and you don't want none of it you know you're like hang on i got this and sit there and start playing some games i love mobile games and honestly the battlefield probably won't get because i've never even played a battlefield game but apex though i'm going to get it for mobile and probably end up streaming it not gonna lie gonna use it for some clicks um and yeah and maybe i'll have a james join me i i will say i I know you said I know you're a, a Call of Duty fan, girl. Um, I will say, you have to give the Battlefield series a try. I will. Like, even I if even if the mobile even if the mobile one is your first experience with it, um, Battlefield three and four probably two of the greatest, um, like games of that genre you can play. And if you just want to get the Call of Duty like game, it's a Battlefield one that just that you can just laugh at. It has characters you can like and everything. I'd recommend the Bad Company series. Still waiting for the third one, guys! Yeah, Bad Company was a good game, and that's where a lot of, like, professional esports players that play uh, FPS games, like a lot of Counter-Strike pros, a lot of Call of Duty pros, a lot of them actually got their start in Battlefield Bad Company. Okay. Um, Joseph, Hardline, that one sucked ass. Yeah, Hardline did suck. Um, Joseph, Mobile Gaming, <laughs> how's that you? I have a very positive opinion towards it, honestly. I, I held out on getting a smartphone for a while. I was using a, a BlackBerry Passport up until about... Yeah, I still have mine. I, I keep I, it in storage. It's, uh, I, I had one in high school. I was I didn't get a smartphone until I got a job. Mm-hmm. So I've had my, smart, my, my Android phone for, I want to say, two and a half years now, somewhere around that that period of time and uh, and i got into two mobile games uh, primarily um 
uh, Clash of Clans, and then more recently another one called Battle Legion, which or may or may not have got a certain uh, uh, friend of the show hooked on. And I, I think they're great. Um, there, there's, there, there's a lot of uh, I'm not gonna call a spade a spade. There's a lot of open manipulation. Like you gotta like go in every day, press a few buttons to get your your daily handouts, and then they they, they seem to put limitations on the player's ability to play. Um, so there are there are there is some pretty cheesy tactics that these mobile games will deploy it's... onto their players. But I I like uh, I, I like him a lot anyways. I like that I can uh, log in every day and there is some tangible progress. I, I collected my resources and spending it on uh, cards or units or whatever it is depends on the game. Um, I like them a lot as companion games. Like if I'm just um, kind of like in and out of a conversation, uh, you know, I can have my my phone out. I like being able to watch my my little units fight each other because it's an auto battler. They just attack each other automatically. So I can like eat lunch, listen to a podcast, and then watch the the fight unfold. So I think I think these games are great, but I'm, one of my one of my philosophies is you design the game for the platform in mind. And I don't know if they had they, they I don't know I I always want to give credit where I can. So maybe they consider well, you know what, maybe we can put that on the on the mobile uh, on the mobile. But I've had the opportunity to play shooters on it, and I've just never wanted to. I mm. just feel like certain games are are made for mobile, and those are the games that I would stick to on the platform. Um. Two things. One, I think the battle royale genre actually did it really well for the mobile uh-huh. because mm-hmm. it's not as taxing on your phone as you thought it would be because it only has a little, little portion of the map because you can only go so far in the map. You know what I mean? So it loads as yeah. you as you go. So that is nice. And two, the mobile game tactic is the dopamine effect. So basically, they give you, they let you play for a little bit, let you release that uh, dopamine to get you excited, mm-hmm. get you into it, addicted, and then they basically have like these progress. A lot of these games, like a lot of the shooter games, don't have it, but a lot of those like idler games will have it. To where basically like, well, you can sit and stare at your phone for four hours, or you can turn it off and then come back later. Um, just basically halt your progress for that point, so that way you don't get like you don't overdo it because you overdo it, then you start getting bored. Basically, they cut it off, so that way in a few hours you're craving more and you come back. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. All right, yeah. cool. Cool. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that was pretty cool. It's the subject is interesting. The the tactic is not. Yeah, and and what I would say too, by the way, is that the games themselves, the gameplay is still fun. So if I wasn't enjoying the gameplay, it, I would I wouldn't bother with it. So I I do know that the dopamine effect that you're talking about, um, I, I'm like on the the tip of the iceberg. It, it goes much deeper into player psychology to the point where they're playing games where they don't actually play it. They just a consumer mm-hmm. words and then i don't know mm-hmm. yeah all right charles mobile gaming how say you i've never been a huge fan of mobile gaming though a battlefield game as long as it doesn't suck intrigues me a little bit and i'm just surprised that no one here has said that they played pokemon go go raid shadow legends because jesus christ that <laughs> game is everywhere uh, well, Pokemon I, Go came out before I got my smartphone, so I missed that. That like missed that, the I missed the hype. window. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I to, I think I told you guys the story. So the day before my deployment to Japan, Pokemon Go came out. I yeah. downloaded it. I caught my starter Pokemon. I caught a few Pokemon. I think I caught like twenty Pokemon. And then the next morning, I literally flew out to Japan. Japan yeah. had had Pokemon Go released on their in their area for the next three months. So the entire that there was literally, and it was literally ninety days that the hype period of Pokemon Go was. Mm-hmm. So by the time Pokemon Go finally got released in Japan, I could play it. 
it was hyped a little bit in Japan, especially for the people I was stationed with. So it was hyped for a little bit, and then when they saw like people in the states died it off, it died off with it. So like I I I enjoyed Pokemon Go for a little bit, but then I just it took ate up space on my phone for like six months. For I just was like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. And, and I understand I just, that it was like a nightmare on your data too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And unlimited you, data plans weren't that big of a thing when it came out too. So no, I literally. Help. So um, I had literally just gotten unlimited data before I went out there, but I had to turn it off because my unlimited data is data for the United States, not Japan. <laughs> so I could only play when I was connected to Wi-Fi because I wasn't gonna run up my phone bill outrageous amounts for international data mm-hmm. and international texting and calling and all that. So I could only do stuff over Wi-Fi. So it's basically I felt like a little kid with his little with the iPod Touch, you know, where you had like had to just what use it on Wi-Fi. That's how I felt. But yeah, so there was that. I, thought, I have a thing uh, talking about the whole mobile thing. I just wonder how the hell a mobile version of a Borderlands game would work. I feel like it would actually be really simple because the one thing that um, the one thing that these mobile games do, and this is something that uh, you will see more games starting to do, especially free realm games, is on your like they can pretty much download the game and put it onto a phone. The problem is, is like Borderlands it loads up that map, it loads up that whole entire map, to where if you drop something on that end of the map, walk away, it'll still be there when you come back. So what they would have to do for the phones until we get better processors is they would just make it to where it only spawns in the direction that you're looking in. It even when you zoom to the scope, when you zoom in, it has that timing to pretty much recreate the map in front of you. So I, I feel like it would be simple because honestly, if they could do something like Battlefield where there's, if there's more graphics, there's more of all that. I feel like Borderlands would be so much easier, but honestly... I don't think they're going to... I feel like they could do Borderlands. Honestly, there's probably going to be a point to where we can just play any game we want to from PC to mobile. It's, I mean, Among Us, for an example. Mm-hmm. I was just about to do the Among Us being Among Us? <laughs> among Us? For the audio listeners, with Borderlands, with the newer ones, it seems like they have to keep making the regions that you go to, like... Bigger and bigger than they freaking used to be. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where now, if you, certain areas in Borderlands Three, you have to drive to get from one point to another. Yeah, and if they were to do something like that, they would just make it to where. Honestly, I feel like it would lag up so much without phones having to be a little more upgraded. Because this is another issue too. We're looking at is phones can only do so much, and the Google Play Store is really good at trying to hold back certain phones to being like, hey, you don't have what it takes to run this. You can't download this, but there's a loop so you can easily bypass all that. So these companies are also trying to make sure they don't get sued by sitting there. We released Black Ops One, and then someone's phone blows up in their hand because they just went past the loopholes and downloaded them. (laughs) So Um, yeah, my iPhone's like, oh, you want to download this? Cool, it'll download like seventy five percent of it. It's like, oh. Uh, we we can't download it right now. Like, oh, fool. sorry, you're in a predicament. <laughs> yeah, if they um, can make a Borderlands and Battlefield game work on mobile, then I want to see Destiny on a phone on cell phones. Okay. Let's, let's see how you keep, let's see how you keep Battlefield going up goes. and up. He's like, well, if they can do Battlefield, I want to be able to take down Iraq with my phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just keep 
going higher and higher. If I can have Destiny on my phone. Why can't I free the illegitimate president? <laughs> what up? Uh, All right. So, so uh, a, a nuclear assault on North Korea, and then above that should be Crisis One. <laughs> okay. What? What is it? Uh, which one's higher? High enough to just bring people back from the dead? What? Like, what? When does that become possible? Oh, you didn't you didn't get the Lovecraftian update on your phone yet? No, man, can't get it. Can't. Get yeah, it's it. interesting because then you stare into the phone and the phone stares back at you. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's such a weird experience. Um, but um, to answer the the question I was said before, I do have Pokemon Go and I still play it, but no. I purposely do. I haven't played it day one. But I love playing it because it motivates me to go out and walk and stuff like that. So in the winter, I played it all the time. Now, it's on my phone. And it's just taking up room. I just do not touch it. I'm outside. I run. I hide back inside and play video games. So uh, I just realized I forgot to check it on my Schrodinger's update. It both is and isn't finished. <laughs> <laughs> I got my wife. I got my wife a shirt for uh, two Christmases ago. I got my wife a shirt that said a wanted dead and alive Schrodinger's cat. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, also, you know, you know what else is really funny? What? You, are, are you guys aware of the EDP situation at all? EDP? EDP. What's that stand for? Four, 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 five. Keep that, you know what, freaking four, four, five. Yeah. EDP is uh, eat that pussy four, four, five. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he has like 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Um, and he's like the black guy whose meme face you see on anything on Twitter and oh, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, turns out he's a weirdo. <laughs> he got caught by a group called Predator Approachers um, trying to meet with a 13-year-old girl. So the YouTube community is once again showing its true colors. So that's always nice to see. Um, but yeah, it was actually really big news. I'm surprised you guys didn't hear about it or know about it because like even people even people who don't know who EDP was, they were like talking about it and some crazy stuff. It was just it's just big news going on in the YouTube land mm -hmm. that I figured I'd bring up if you guys knew anything about it or not. I don't want to get too much in the details because I don't know what I should or shouldn't say on air. Mm -hmm. Um but if you are interested, um the YouTube channel is Chet Goldstein. Okay. Um, he has a video about it. Yeah, um, basically, his job is to they act as decoys and they meet up with these potential predators and humiliate them and insult them and a lot of times they end in arrest and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know while while we're on this kind of kind of topic and like like we've said we won't get too far into it, but so I will give the community like the YouTube community all in all I'll give them like a huge round of applause because they're. They constantly, like, if, if you're caught for doing that, there's not many people that's like, you know, hey, he, he's still a good guy. He's still a good guy. He He's just, dude, there's a few of them. But there's people, like, big people will crack down on these guys and, um, like, make sure their career is done. Well, this, this it depends on the fan base because EDP was called out three times for this kind of behavior. Three and the times? First two, and the first two times his his fanboys were like oh there's no way he would do that he's hilarious <laughs> that basically was their defense um but yeah so I, w I would highly recommend if you guys have like 40 minutes 
Um, <laughs> I highly watch. recommend if you guys have 40 minutes. Yeah, that's to, a to podcast. Watch, <laughs> watch the video. I'll, I'll link it to you guys after the show. Yeah, um, it's, yeah please it's do. Really, I really recommend watching it. It's really good. Um, uh, Lisa, a huge part of the reason why I know. Sorry. Oh, Sorry, all, go ahead, I was going to say was real fast. Oh. Don't, 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 don't touch anyone younger than you. Yeah, just just, just don't be. be a weirdo. How yeah, about that? Just, How about, don't be don't a weirdo. Be just, just let just it don't be. be. Just, just don't be a weirdo. Just yeah. Okay, Charles. Um, I guess I'm looking forward to EDP's Hollywood career now. I was just going to say that part of the reason why his presidential run more is that he literally <laughs> was dumb enough for whatever reason to come out and literally admit to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's some issues with the way they did it, too. Like, uh, And there's some rumors that the uh, <clears throat> the guy who caught him, um, they aren't good people either. Um, I'll let you guys do your own little internet, mm-hmm. you know, rabbit holing. Um yeah, EDP is going to make a great presidential candidate. Anyway, we're going to play higher or lower, or uh, what do I what do I call that game? Um, is it over higher under. Or lower? Over under. Yeah. That's what I call over the game. And that's under. it. Woohoo! All right, so we're going to play over and under. And today's category or subject, if you will, is how much money would it cost? Don't did, Jordan get off your phone. Oh, you're writing it down. Okay. I was going to say, because I put the spoiler <laughs> tag on it, so the only way you guys would see this number is if you click the link and listen to it with after I said not to. So today's subject I, is, how much money would it cost to buy every single game and DLC on Steam? And DLC? And DLC. Okay. Uh, I, 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 did, are sales part of the equation, or it's like assuming there's no sales going on? There, so I have both numbers for the sales that are going on at this current second, but I want the overall no sales number. Jeez, this is really um, hard to quantify because games they cost money, but they also don't cost us a, a lot of money. Well, also, Here, I'll, it's I'll, I'll make it fair. <laughs> I'll make it. I'll make it fair. It's it's six digits. One. Six it's digits. yeah, six digits. Yeah. I want to say three hundred and fifty-eight thousand. You are under. I want to say. Like, and this is without. I want to say like 80, but I know that's too high. I'm going to say 600,000. I want to give it to you, but you are over. And I'm going to say you're over for the fact that I want Charles to give his guess. Okay. 400,000. You are under. So the correct... So the answer is, if you were to buy every game on Steam with its DLC, you would spend $599,030. So... So Charles is the winner. What? Wait, wait, wait. You lose if you go over? Yeah. Even if you're closer? Yeah. I thought that's how we always played. Oh, it's I always thought it was just like closest, whichever gets next closer. Time I'm okay, say one. Well, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to know because say, oftentimes our guests is like, "Oh, I don't know, uh, ten million and <laughs> soup." So, Jordan was about seventy dollars off. So I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him because I was. Oh, I you're did so relaxed. Cheap for once. <laughs> I'm so. That's why I was I'm like, so no. relaxed on this game that I that I've introduced here. Pojo. Now, who wants to know the price for if like for the current sales going on right now? Three hundred thousand. No, five hundred eighty-five thousand. <laughs> oh, so fifteen thousand dollars being saved if you were to buy every game. 
Huh. Or, yeah, about 15,000 Okay, guys, let's, let's, let's make a pot. Who got half a mil? <laughs> well, let's just buy all the games. <laughs> well, there's actually a website you can go to, and it'll automatically, if you have the money, you can down, start downloading every game on Steam. Pretty interesting. Okay, guys. Let's put our money in a pot. Let me just check check my assets and my liabilities. Assets. Oh, okay. According to this, I am a liability. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me let me check my uh, bank account. Mm, uh, Yeah, it tells me I'm locked out, guys. I got nothing. (laughs) All right. So almost there, though. (laughs) Just a boxing glove comes out of the screen. (laughs) All right. So. I know this isn't a Counter-Strike podcast, and you guys are tired of me talking about Counter-Strike. A little. But I'm the one who does all the research for the show, so we're going to talk about what I want to talk about. Okay. And this story just happened the other day, and it's big news. So I'm going to try to uh, equate it to, like, sports, like professional, like, sports that people know about, and then try to equate it to this. So, oh, yeah, great. I'm going to be able to follow along so, so easily now. I love my sports ball. <laughs> so, Rocket Device. That's what's going device, on. <laughs> device is the guy's in-game alias. Um, he used to play for the team Australis. They were the great they were like the New England Patriots of Okay. Counter-Strike. They've won the past 3 majors. They've won 4 out of the past 6 majors. And the majors are like the Super Bowl of Counter-Strike World. So they're huge. Well, Device, the in-game alias, is like Tom Brady. He had he out of nowhere left Australis to go play for Ninjas in Pajamas and IP. And this move would be like Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots to go play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a crappy team until Tom got there. And IP was a crappy team till Device got there. So this is just big because this is like one of the biggest esports moves to happen when it comes to players being traded or moving to another one. So one thing I want to bring up about this is like, we're about to see the Counter-Strike competitive scene completely shift. And I want you guys to try to think of like, if you guys followed any competitive scenes, like anytime that you witness firsthand the competitive scene of your sport that you watch just completely change or esport, I should say. Cause I know you all follow some sort of esport. But... Well, I mean, I followed smash on and off and because it's not really a team sport, the biggest change is when we found out who and who wasn't inappropriately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so pretty significant uh, uh, change. Yeah. And, and and by and by the way, it, it turns out that um, uh, 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 Nairo is uh, actually well, it, it, I mean, innocent. So go look into his story because it, that's it goes back to my point about like hear both sides first before. Yes. So yeah. the score so, esports. Nairo's back in everybody's good books. Yeah, the Score Esports has actually put out a very good article about that, like a video about it. It was really good. Um, what about you, Jordan? Um, I mean, there's a classic uh, Call of Duty teams I can I can mention that did a little bit, but nothing as drastic as what you're explaining. Like you're pretty much talking, like you know, the biggest person who's winning the games for somebody switching over to an enemy side, like. So I don't, I don't really got anything I can really compare with that, Charles. I bet you have one. You, you are into a lot more sports than we are. Um, one sport that I know of that has people think constantly switching in and out of different teams every year that I've followed practically my whole life is NASCAR because it's like every year there's like drivers bouncing between different teams and everything, and you got old guys freaking leaving, so the younger guys that are like freaking younger than me coming in. 
like then taking over these these race cars and freaking making everyone who's still you know around it's in the like the ma- major series feeling old because all these kids are just freaking doing like what happened to Lightning McQueen in the third cars movie just going right past their ass and freaking winning every race every freaking week while these older guys is like that was me basically like half a decade ago. The piston cup. He did what in his yeah. cup? Piston cup. Oh, he did what in his <laughs> cup? I don't care what anybody says. I will watch the Cars movies any day of the week because I like the those Cars movies. was a great movie. Um, so yeah, I just brought that up because it's interesting because we're like, as someone who's followed competitive Counter Strike for such a long time, I'm literally witnessing the groundwork of it mm-hmm. just completely shift. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens within the next couple months. From my view, I can see, like, if I were in his position, I would like the challenge of going to a fresh team and really being responsible to bring them up to the level that I'm at. Um, it, it's it's appealing to be a big fish in a small pond. It does feel good. Yeah. I wanted to real fast jumping a yeah. joke about james leaving <laughs> yeah um it and that is and that's exactly what it is he is he's he's a ginormous fish mm-hmm. an extremely tiny pond right now especially since nip have gone extremely young mm-hmm. with their talent which isn't really necessarily uh indicative of talent or skill especially nowadays but when it comes to the fact that nip had a bunch of seasoned vets and now they're young then bringing in someone like device who played the same role I play when I play competitively. It's um very interesting. You know what else is very interesting, though? What? Our final story of the day. Bumble-bomb. And there were some other stories, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut them out. We might save them for next week if it becomes serious. But what's very interesting is the fact that there are analysts coming out saying that the Nintendo Switch will never, ever, ever get streaming services for their console. I wish I could have played the freaking Chris Jericho everything right there. <laughs> I was kind of going for that, but not really, but kind of. But yeah, so they're saying the Nintendo Switch will not get any streaming services like Netflix or anything like that. I think I mean, if a Switch ever had mm-hmm. Netflix, it would, it would like explode or something. See, the Switch, especially the new Switch coming out, it's a lot more powerful than people think. If the games are ported right to it, then it's actually really good. I mean, it could do a lot. So, and then the question I, I, I'm having is, is, is did Nintendo say this, first of all? Or- I am looking, <laughs> respectfully. I think I have an idea why, which is they want the experience to be as consistent as possible between the home and the portable version. Now I understand that I can't just. No, Nintendo did not come out. I I I I can see like okay, I can't log on to um, Smash Online while I'm in the subway. At least not yet. I'm sure subways are getting their their Wi-Fi is installed as we as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were they going with this? But I can understand like oh yeah sure I can watch Netflix at home and then I take it with me and then I can't really watch Netflix. So I think. Nintendo can be very particular about the experience they want their players to have. They don't want players to associate um, an abundance of options in one setting and then a lack of options in another. They want the players to have as much of a seamless experience as possible. 
And so for that reason, streaming isn't the best fit for their console. And Nintendo also understands that players these days tend to also have like a computer or a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And so they want yeah. their streaming service. They're, they're never too far from a device comparable in size, whether you're talking about your TV or you're talking about your phone. So yeah. they, they will save money in some ways when they're like, okay, well, we're providing enough value as is. We don't really need to do this. Um, it does, I guess, somewhat contradict uh, a case I had made earlier about like if somebody doesn't have the money and this is all they have access to, providing them with more services would give them more value. So there's a there's a middle ground here, but that that would be my logic as to why they're not going to bother with it. Okay. I was, I was going to say that Nintendo probably doesn't want to have to pay a fee but that they have to share money with Netflix or whatever stuff like that. That's, that's true. They probably have to. Yeah, that's true. See that's now, really good point if if Nintendo made this out and said they would never have one, then I would probably say, you know, they're going to just say that for now until they make their own streaming services. That was kind this of going through my mind. They don't already have. This, this was a source that is close to Nintendo, but not Nintendo. So <coughs> I, I think it's a combination of what Charles said is they don't want to pay the services because let's be honest, it's not a situation you go, it's available in our app store. And then they only have to pay once they get downloaded. No, it's a, you have to have it up and available for all this amount of time. You have to sit there and pay up keeps on it. Make sure it has the updates. This needs all that fun stuff. And you have so many streaming services, you know, but if Nintendo makes their own, they're going to obviously want to make sure that that slate is clean. There's no Netflix, there's no Twitch, there's no YouTube. If they sit there and have their own streaming service, they don't have to pay anyone else anything. They're already clean, they don't have to worry about it. It's a gaming system until they say otherwise. I just wonder if they did have their own streaming service, would it be like Mixer where people could play like Pokemon Sword and Shield on it? Or it'd be like, here's like all the old Pokemon shows. Or like freaking Sonic and Mario when they had like their own show in the early nineties. I I feel like they would probably go like a uh, I feel like they would probably try to sit there and do a like a mix of situation to where they could sit there and people can stream the games they play, but they need to get better microphones and stuff like that. So that's where I'm like probably not. So no, I would say is, like only, a Netflix. The only the only yeah, we're talking about like streaming services like mm-hmm. Netflix and stuff like that. And but on Nintendo, the only thing you can watch is the live action Mario Bros. movie twenty four seven. That's the only thing that they have playing. I'd rather just take all the old Pokemon shows because the older shows are better anyway. Hey, well, excuse me. <laughs> oh God, that freaking Zelda. Movie. Oh man. Well, speaking of shows, I think it's about time we wrap this bad boy up. Um, we have one more, one more thing. Oh yeah, all timer. This, ladies and gentlemen, is your all timer least or favorite things as said by us. Bum, bum, and today, bum. today is our all timer most stressful moment while gaming. I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. So, so when I was over at a buddy's house, um, I don't know. I was like eight years old. He had this like 3D platformer Scooby Doo game for the PlayStation One. And I don't know why, but like he always referred to me as the video game guy, which is weird because I didn't play a lot of video games as a kid. I just had like not to be braggadocious. I just had like naturally good hand-eye coordination when it comes to things. Mm-hmm. And so when he was stuck on a level, he'd be like, "Oh, can you beat this for me? Can you beat this for me?" Well, this one day, his mom walked in, and was watching us play, and he's like, "James, you're the video game guy. Can you can you beat this for me?" And I'm like, "Okay." And then like everyone's around me, and I'm like, 
and like I had to be the uh, the video game guy, and because like, I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of his mom, which is weird because I still remember being more stressed about that moment. I beat the level, by the way, for those wondering. Um, <laughs> I still feel stressed. I felt more stressed about that moment than I ever did when I was playing in a tournament that had a hundred or so viewers watching it. See, that's what I was curious about right there. I was like, wait, are you telling me that you're more stressed about someone's mom watching you than being in a tournament? Because it's stressful in a tournament, especially it, if you get anywhere up there in the leaderboard. It, it's stressful. It, it is stressful, but even when I had a hundred or so people watching me, I don't know those people. Mm -hmm. I knew this mom. Like... So... Then that that kind of leads me to mine because it was the first tournament I ever was a part of. It was in Black Ops Two, and the reason why it was the most like uh, stressful is because my mom went to Pennsylvania to go see my grandma when I got qualified to be in this World League tur tournament, and so it's like okay, this is happening, and then it went live on this uh, website, and. My mom, my grandma, my nieces, my nephews, my aunt, like everyone came by to my grandma's house to watch it. It was just a really cool experience. And I'm like, if I, if I don't know, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up so bad. This is going to be so bad. If I make one wrong shot, I'm going to hear it for days. Uh, that was my most stressful. Or the PS1. The, no, no, no. Uh, let's let's keep it. Let's keep more up to date. Let's go GameCube. Let's go GameCube. So GameCube, when you're having power outages because of the rain and you have to save your Resident Evil game, you're there running down the halls trying to hurry up and get to that uh get to that save point or not a save point but a uh, typewriter. You're running down the halls bypassing the zombies you refuse to kill because you want to save ammo for the bosses. You're booking it down these hallways. And uh, you try to get there before the power goes out. And then, like, once you hit that save button, power goes out, and you're just like, did it? Did it save? Did... Am I, am I safe? Am, am I good? And you don't find out until the next day you turn it on. And most of the time, it's like, yes, it's good. Or it's corrupted, and you're like, <laughs> back to square that one. Reminds of, <laughs> that reminds me of the original, um, like, Resident Evil, where you had to have mm -hmm. the ink cartridges to save. Yeah. Dude, I'm about to All play right. the Resident Evil, so that's going to, like, be coming back up again. But what about uh, you two? Charles, you want to go? Uh, yeah, I was just wondering if you wanted to go first and add Joseph. But, um, I was wondering that, too. I, I've never really been stressed out of freaking when it comes to video games or whatever, unless I'm freaking, whenever it comes to freaking Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe or playing the original Homefront or freaking Outriders or freaking Anthem. But um, outside of freaking when we played Halo 2 on Legendary and that freaking thing gave me freaking Vietnam, freaking PTSD, levels of PTSD, I mean freaking, I, uh, you know that freaking game and everything. Um, I haven't really ever really had a really stressful moment when it comes to video games. Let's play with my freaking dumbass brother, but that's a different story. <laughs> oh, I, I will say for any new listeners or anything else, I'm sorry for the crimes that I've committed for giving you entertainment because it was streamed live on Skull Hunter Games. I gave you entertainment, Charles. You took it. You ate it up. Being off flashbacks is what you need. <laughs> Don't play Halo 2 on Legendary, people, because you will want to freaking break your Xbox afterwards. Do it. Well, you're Andrew, that's that's exactly what Arth and I are doing right now. <laughs> I'll say I tried to go Andrew Ryan on 
um, on uh, Joseph here the other day, and it didn't work. Wait, you you guys you guys are I have uh, rules when I when uh, I play, uh, retaliate. Yeah, we're doing the Halo series co-op, uh, so we're on Halo Two Legendary, oh and we're like on like the the ninth level, I think, out of fifteen. So it's coming along, but there are times where we'll respawn right like it'll load up the checkpoint just as like we're about to get shot so we have like 10 sec not 10 seconds is what not even we have like one second to sometimes get out of a sticky situation we 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 got locked out into one point where it actually reverted us to a previous checkpoint because we couldn't we kept dying like 10 deaths in a row the eye said "Ooh, this was a mistake let's uh let's send him back a ways (laughs) i've we had moments like that fake enjoyed and yeah, it, it was. So, don't even remind me of the damn jackal snipers. Oh. So, what was your most stressful moment, Joseph? Well, this unfortunately, I'm not at the point yet where I can laugh about this because um, there was uh, somebody that I got pretty close with in the Smash community for a while. Uh, we were doing all right until like I saw the way his parents treated him, and they were like brutal with them like to the point of abusive and i said look i i can't we're not i'm not we're not gonna do the thing anywhere i'm not we're not gonna like uh take jabs at each other anymore i told you look man i'm just gonna like i'm gonna, I'm gonna be cool around you hope you can do the same and he couldn't so eventually i had to cut him out um but he was like going through different characters trying to figure out who to main um and at one point he decided to main link and so uh that was like oh god oh god why there's like 68 characters why are you doing this to me um, and so, you know, we're hanging out, uh, and he, uh, we ended up at a mutual, uh, uh, friend's house and he challenges me to a, a one-on-one, uh, link fight. He goes dark link. I'm like, please God, don't let me lose this game. Um, and my prayers were answered by me losing my second stock. Just like, I didn't quite reach the ledge. I'm like, well, there goes one of my stocks. All right, here we go. So long story short, he, uh, he, 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 he gets the win, uh, and he goes, yes! And I'm just thinking, like, there's so many better things I can do with my time. That was the most stressful experience that I've ever had. And it was, like, a ramp up because being a, a Link main in the Smash community, you get some people who are like, man, that's so cool, man. I really wish I could do I wish I could do that. I love watching you play. Um, keep, keep doing it. And then you have the other group that says, why are you wasting your time with this character? You should be mm-hmm. picking a top tier. And and I've had so it's not that moment in some ways was like the span of about four years, because um, in my in my Smash career, uh, in '64 I main Link because Link made me play the game in the first place. In Melee I had a second. I would bust out Peach when I needed to. Same with Brawl. I would bust out Peach again. Um, and then in Smash Four I said, okay, you know what? I'm really going to try to solo Link. I think I can do this. And it was a great experiment. It was a great experience just to see like how people will treat somebody who's like on a on a more alternative path than like picking like the top tier character and trying to climb the ladder. Uh, but that but that but that one on one was like uh, way past fun rivalry, way past um, good sportsmanship. That was just like. Bro, you need to find a better outlet for your problems because this is not what friends are for. Mm-hmm. I just know that when it comes to Smash, if you're not playing like Jigglypuff or freaking any of the Pokemon or like any of the Sword, I mean not Sword, I'm, not, I'm Fire Emblem or freaking or King K rule or something like that, then good luck because some of these characters in Smash are annoying. 
I, I feel so weird. Like, I've never played Smash. I barely see anything on it. So, like, being surrounded every week by people who are, like, big into Smash Bros. Or at least played it and know what it is. I'm over here going, like, I play Pokemon. <laughs> it's, it's cool. I catch my Pikachu. <laughs> this is basically right. Nintendo's fighting game series. that basically yeah. pits every one of their properties against each other. And the freaking beating the shit out of each other until somebody gets flung off screen. I will choke out a Pikachu. And you can play as Minecraft Steve. And there's a freaking piranha plant in the game true. for the world. Yeah, yeah, he's in he's an ultimate. Yep. Okay, I'm I'm interested. I'm <laughs> sold now, but speaking of sold, well, I think sell. it's time to <laughs> sell us out. Um, yeah. um go ahead, Charles. Yeah. Let's go ahead, plug your uh plug your stuff. If you like watching somebody play um people somebody re react to stuff into a NASCAR diecast, so whenever my brother is able to play the Xbox and I can get a video out of him, him raging at video games, or just watching just gameplay videos on faking clips of just from like different games like Borderlands, Call of Duty, whatever, um, so subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, CJ the Lone Wolf, I'm slowly growing the thing, and I started doing live reacts with another YouTuber, and when I'm not playing Call of Duty, would join whenever the freaking game decides to not want to take a dump on me, on my Wi-Fi, but you know that's a different story. Yeah. So, uh, Joseph, what about Joseph? you? Uh, well, if you want to see me at my most poised, you can uh, check out an e-commerce podcast called Ecom Onyx. That is E C O M O N I C S. Uh, and also, if anybody feels like doing me a favor, we could use some extra reviews on iTunes because unfortunately, reviews are region locked. So, like, I can get my friends in Canada to do a review, but it only goes on to like the can the Canadian iTunes. So if um, if anybody in the audience is at least amused by some of what I do, uh, I you'd be doing. I, I appreciate it, and we're going to be displaying yours on the website. Uh, but we need a couple more. So um, uh, if all y'all feel like doing me a favor, uh, it would mean a lot. So uh, please and thank you. And then you can get a, f uh, a scope of some of the stuff I do outside of the e-commerce space on giantenemycompany.com. Nice, nice, nice. I recommend. I recommend. Um, I'll let you. Why don't you sell us out this week, Jordan? Oh, nice. Well, then you want to sell yourself out first, then? Yeah, I have a Twitch at Architect CSGO. I have a Twitter at Architect CSGO, and I have a YouTube at The Architect, where things and stuff will be happening eventually. Okay, see that works. And me, uh, Skull Hunter Games in the flesh. We have a uh, short.